0: Welcome to the of Fiver podcast. My name is Roland Tanner.
1: I am Joel McLeod.
0: And this week we're going to take a look at the second uh, party platform um, that have already got their platform out into the public. And that's the Green Party of Ontario. Um, a few weeks ago, we had uh, leader Mike Schreiner on, and uh, everybody's listened to that by now. Um, uh, but uh, the platform obviously goes into a lot more than you're ever able to have through an interview. And like we did last week, we're going to kind of look at some positives and some negatives. We can't deal with everything. Um, uh, so we'll just, you know, our impressions, and uh, certainly we always recommend to everybody that you go and take a look for yourself. And um, well, just going. How about how you might go and take a look at something we'll come onto at some point before this half hour is up. But um, we'll start off with the good stuff. And uh, well, Joe, what, what was uh, what were your impressions?
1: Um, well, I, I guess our, my my first impressions, and Roland, you, you are going to dead on agree with me on this one. Uh, whoever wrote the Green Party's website needs to take another strong look at it because um, the the from what we can tell, the the party's platform is not one cohesive document it is a bunch of little documents that uh you have to kind of search through and find it we did find it and we to take a look at it and
0: i've been literally climbing up the wall for the last couple of hours trying to trying to find all the different bits of the green party platform um so that i could read and comment on them um along the way i twice downloaded the platform from 2018 um which you know the fact that i found that first is something of a concern for the party i would suggest yeah um
1: you know mike if you're listening to this if anyone from the green party is listening to this uh your 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 platform document is a 2018 document and we know that cuz it the the letter from the leader says you know let's let's make 2018 the one that screams history uh the letter, so it's a, a bit a bit of a faux pas but we did find the modern up to date, uh, policy platforms that, uh, that they're running on. Um, it's, I'll I'll be honest, I'll there's only three items that that they really seem to be focusing on three sections. Um, and that's, I'll, 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 I'll chime in to say that those three sections are very detailed and they have a lot of information. And I, I, me personally, I liked when I read through them, I liked what I read. Um, so those are really my, there's only three things, but they, they seem to do those things really, really well. Uh, and so, of course, the Green Party. So let's start off with their, their climate change platform. That's what everybody's going to associate with the Green Party. Um, I thought this was really, I thought it was really ambitious, as I would expect from the Green Party. They got, uh, they're advertising that they want to have a net zero carbon emissions by 2045, uh, introducing a zero carbon law to uh, work to bring down, uh, carbon emissions in the province, uh, to net zero and keeping with the uh, climate change accords and whatnot. Now, Whereas last year, or last week, we talked about the NDP platform, which was going to bring back the uh, cap and trade uh, policy that the Liberals had before uh, Doug Ford scrapped it. This time, they're basically just going to say, "No, we're doing carbon pricing here in Ontario." They, the Greens, are basically saying the the carbon pricing scheme that the feds have, uh, that Justin Trudeau introduced a few years ago, basically the, the Green Party is saying, "We're going to take that and just put that here in Ontario." So the carbon price will start at $25 per ton move up to $300 per ton uh they're saying by 2032 um and yeah you know and, and thing that, that to me was the the big thing and of course along with all that you know there's a whole bunch of other things but that that to me is the big kind of that's going to be the the core around what they're the, how they're going to fund these changes and and the investments needed to bring down uh our carbon emissions um which I like I mean I think Ontario should control its carbon pricing, we should take back from the feds and reintroduce. I like this one better than the cap and trade uh because it's straight up understandable we know how much we're going to be bringing in and we don't have to worry about uh basically creating another market um the other part was that they're they're going to bring in the electrification of public transit uh, and heavily heavy investment uh electric vehicle uh affordability I believe um, that I didn't, they are going to bring in a, a uh tax credit for uh, sorry i'm just trying to look it up here and i, I but they are gonna bring in a tax credit for ev vehicle purchase here in uh in the province which is always good uh especially given the current price uh, price of gas i mean by god how would you could you just find any of that uh or what else uh so there's all those all those fun things climate i, I thought the climate uh, the climate Policy was on, and then, of course there's also preservation of you know green space and watersheds and another thing that I thought was interesting uh because we, we had on the halton conservation authority uh while 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 back to talk about the conservation and the, how Doug Ford was uh weakening their 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 power. the green party is going to reverse that and they want to strengthen conservation protect our water protect uh our waterways here in the province, which is definitely a good thing um uh in in the long in the long run.
0: I mean, if if I remember rightly, the the N.D.P. said they'd undo what the conservatives have done in terms of undermines too. Um, Yeah, you would expect the Green Party to to, to go the furthest in terms of what they say they're going to do on climate. They're they're a climate party. They're the climate If they're caught being more moderate than any of the other parties, something's wrong. Um, I guess I, I was trying to, and again, I'm just fighting through their documents trying to work out what they're saying. Um, you know, I, I I've been trying to find the kind of costing of of a rapid transfer kind of post carbon economy, and you know I think I'm totally open to the argument that that damn the costs we have to do it. Um, but uh, uh, going through the platform in as I've been able to over the last few hours, uh, I didn't see a lot of mention of the kind of cost of things. It's like we'll do this and then not like a price on that. Um, now. Um and I'm just literally looking at the the pricing documents here and well they said uh, they
1: said new climate spending, like all the funding the money that they're gonna to have to put into these things, like you know, uh there are other things in, involved aside from just EV uh transportation and what the sauce talk of um uh retrofit tax credits to help us uh retrofit our homes so they're more energy efficient, um and, and, and upgrading businesses and whatnot, so they're they're more energy efficient and all all good things. Um the price in argument, they say it's going to cost about sixty-five billion dollars uh, over uh, four years to to do this. Okay, so how? But how are they going to pay for that? And that I thought was interesting because they had the the funding, the big the biggest the biggest two sources of revenue that they're going to uh, put towards this. Uh, one is the federal programming and matching funds. So they're, they're counting on about twenty billion dollars uh, uh, coming in from the feds to fund this. Um, if that changes, if, you know, some, not likely, but if we go to another federal election and there's a new government that says, no, we're not doing this, that's going to put a big uh, dent in their plans. That's something to be aware of. The other source, um, is redirect, uh, energy subsidy, uh, sorry, redirect energy subsidies to reduce energy poverty and to increase energy efficiency. That's going to table to 16 billion. Um, what so what do you it, mean by that? That's, that's what I don't understand. Like, like that, that's, that's the biggest thing. I'm like, what, what exactly does that mean? Like, energy subsidy, whom and to what?
0: So they say, is is that basically a a fancy way? And like, we're literally working this out as we, as we speak, listeners. Um, you know, and if we, if we're struggling to work it out, then I assume a lot of others will do. I think redirect energy subsidies means cancel energy subsidies. I would imagine so. So basically get rid of energy subsidies that basically pay for use that money to find other things. Okay, I mean, just use plain English, guys. Well, no, they were going to cancel them.
1: They did stop fossil fuel subsidies except for farming and fly in in dis communities. Two point five billion. So again, redirect energy subsidies. I don't know what that like. That energy subsidies is a very broad term, uh, and I I don't know if there's sixteen billion dollars of that in the province going to any one. I, I, I assume to multiple in, industries and what have you. I, mean, I know I'm not getting any subsidy uh, to reduce very, my energy. But yeah. yeah and
0: and there's some okay, congestion charges. I know mean, what congestion charges. Are. That's charges for you know going into city Char- uh, charges. For driving six point five billion. Okay, that's fine. That's again that's a policy I expect from the Green Party. That's fine. I mean you can be pro against that policy. I, I get it. Dedicated adaptation levies on parking. Parking and fossil again. I don't know what dedicated adaptation levy is. Uh, it would Be nice to explain that. What, Eight billion dollars. I mean, it's, gets, it's, it's another kind of tax. I mean, they're talking about taxes. Yeah. Well, what Ding. gets me is
1: like if we go back to their the promise of a carbon tax or carbon pricing. Actually, I want to I want to put that in the proper terminology. So, carbon pricing. The fe- the federal government, rather than funding anything, they just say no. We're gonna we're gonna take that. We'll return it to you in a tax rebate at some point. Uh, when you file your taxes, um, and that the Green Party is saying they're going to do the same thing, but just here in Ontario. My question would be, why wouldn't why wouldn't you steal a page from the the Liberal playbook back in the day and say all that money that are, that you be getting recouping in to from carbon tax, carbon pricing, carbon pricing that you would be recouping in from all these industries here in Ontario. Why wouldn't you use that to fund this plan, right? Why wouldn't you put that into all the, the, the new technologies and the tax subsidies to help us retrofit our homes and our businesses to make us more uh, carbon neutral. Oh. All all that all this stuff that you have and to pay for the, now they're talking about um, uh, massive investments, EV infrastructure, which is needed, uh, upgrading energy and all that stuff. All this stuff that needs to be done, why wouldn't you just have the carbon pricing scheme pay for the majority of that? Um, I, I do question that logic.
0: Yeah, it's carbon for two billion yeah, I don't know. I mean they, and they kind of are, but there's a whole there's the five six there's about eight items which are new income items that we based on various yep. kinds of taxation based on carbon in one form or another. What gets um, me is
1: that what gets me though is and the dangers, I think about their plan is that they're basically counting on the federal government to basically pay for it. Um certainly
0: pay for a third of it, yeah. Yeah. And if the um, federal
1: government changes its priorities, um their you know, they, whole climate plan might go belly up so, to, mean, yeah to be concerned about I mean, um,
0: there's lots of there's lots of good stuff in here there's lots of stuff that other parties have yeah there were, there were things that I kind of raised an eyebrow at uh to have um green space within 10 minutes to be home with 10 years and that's already in legislation I think you know if you if you pretty much every city well, has to have a park within a 10 minute walk um, yeah. now um so it's now, those kind of things irritate me when you see that because it's
1: either misleading well, or stupid. On that, I'm not sure on that note, on that note, let's move on to the next point point of pride that we that we found, and that I, I would say is uh, their housing plan. They, they, this is something that I, I was impressed to see uh, because when if, if people flash back to uh, our interview with Mike Schreiner, uh, back in the, one of the things I asked him was like, "What what would be your legacy? Like, when you got elected as a legacy, that you'd want to leave uh, his his." It goes flat out. You want to make housing, the cost of housing more affordable, just where we live more affordable all around. Great, wonderful. This does seem to attract uh, I, I address that. I would, I, I was a little surprised because when I looked at it, it's the largest part of their platform. Like every other document, when you open up the details on it, it's sizable. I mean, it, 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 this one was by far the largest, and I would have thought cl- the the part on climate change would have been it, but no, housing. Now, what I like about it was. Um, very comprehensive and there's a lot of stuff in it. Um where we had uh issues with the NDP plan, mostly that it didn't really address anything and I thought it fell short and it was really this is. I I was I was I mean I could still go through it, and I could probably pick out a hundred things that I didn't I missed the first time I went through. It's very detailed. Um and basically one thing I, I thought was highlight is they're they're committed to the fifteen minute city. You know that that concept of how we're going to develop our cities, which is something we've been talking about for a while. They want to stop sprawl, uh, protection of farmland in the in the province. Um, and this is another thing that I thought was interesting. This the document actually talks about Ontario Land Tribunal reform and the the uh, reduction of ministerial zoning orders. Um, oh, and this one I got to point out. Uh, this one I, I was to see inclusionary zoning this is something I've talked about many times on this on this podcast uh so if you're wondering what that means it is basically new development uh they would put into law a percentage of that new development would be uh geared towards socialized or subsidized housing uh the the, the local municipal housing corporations would take on a percentage and the percentage ladies and gentlemen is drumroll please 20 percent uh so it's, you don't have to worry about the uh, you know, nitpicking and, oh, we'll give you one, two or three. No, 20%, whatever their total units in a new condo tower or in a housing project that they're going to be uh, developing, 20% of those units, whatever the total unit is agreed to, 20% of those goes to inclusionary zoning, which I was very excited I mean, to see.
0: That That is good. I mean, so the Liberals' inclusionary zoning option, or t- I like. it's in place. I know it's something campaigning in 2008, mentioning as a tool that's to be using my understanding is not much i think um and it yeah 20 that's that's a big number uh, and it could be good i mean the, one of the things is not sure if they can maintain so if you build a tower block it's okay 20 percent of the affordable um and you sell those affordable rates and, and and by the way what what you know definition of affordable is a moving target itself so an affordable unit in burlington right now million dollars um blows my mind. um but uh but you you sell, basically, if you then sell it at below market, well, all you've done is just sold something at a discount, and the next person can sell it a later for its value. So, you know, the di- no, there's only so much detail they can go into. I, 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 um, I, but, I like the idea of that. The, the other yeah.
1: thing that I thought was interesting was uh, like a seed fund for co-ops of $100 million to help co-ops uh, expand and, and open their books, and that. And the other That's thing definitely was
0: definitely a good. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean I'm a huge fan of co ops. So I'd like to see. I like, uh, um, am I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm giving you kind of the coldest because it's a big document. Um, the other thing was a short-term rental registry seemed like a good idea. So you know, places like you know the the Airbnbs that you'd actually have to register on there, so that long term, when you you go and you move there to, I plan to live here for years. You know, you don't have to worry about it, like the air, people Airbnb and, uh and uh, renting it. You know, taking that off the market, which is good. There seems to be. I'm, I'm going to sum it up because we also have one last section to talk to, and I don't too long. Um, there seems to be a focus here on building rental units, uh, which is something I have not heard talked about in a long time. Very good, and uh, uh, we're talking, and uh, you know, a lot of infill, not. Just let's expand, expand. It's all about how do we infill our cities, building more rental units, more affordable, how giving people more access uh, into affordable housing. Um, So I'm going to say that, and I'm going to. I just want to jump on to before our break, the last part, last part of their platform, which is mental health. I, and I thought, reading it, I thought it was more, we talked about how the NDP had, we gave big points to the NDP last year, or sorry, last week, uh, for their inclusion of mental health in their platform. Uh, this one uh, does donuts around the NDP platform. This is clearly, a mental health is a big part of the Green Party's platform. I, I think it appears to be more holistic. Um, now, this is where Roll and I differ. I think, the, way, I, they're, they're, the platform seems to be talking about trying to incorporate this into OHIP. With the idea of this being, they compare it to you, if you went to your doctor and your doctor diagnosed with some cancer, say, God forbid, you wouldn't wait six months to a year to begin your treatment. They say, we've diagnosed a tumor. On Monday, you're starting your treatment. We're going to put you in chemo or radiation or whatever have you. But you start Monday. You're going to this, ter- this clinic, talk to this doctor. They'll get you set up. You start your treatment and we'll see how it goes. That's the approach that it sounds like they want to take with mental health. You get diagnosed with an illness, a mental health illness, or, or whatever have you. You, they say, okay, Monday you go to this clinic, you talk to this doctor. You start your um, increase of funding by t- of ten per- of ten percent of the overall healthcare budget will be ten percent of it will be given to mental health uh, uh, part of uh, part of it. Um, and the big thing I thought was interesting how they plan to pay for it. A big part of that is remember those stickers that Doug Ford said we don't have to pay for anymore. The Green Party would bring them back, and this is how they would pay for this addition onto the uh, onto the healthcare, um, combined with other promises yeah. of health, federal funding, of course.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's my role today to be uh, trying to think, you're playing the angel on one shoulder, I'm going to play the devil, and, and we'll come back to more points after the break, like we did. I don't share your level of, I mean, it's good, it's really good. That we looked at two platforms so far, and they've both really placed mental health as a central, as a central kind of plank Absolutely. of their yeah, platform. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's awesome. That's what we're really starting to, see. you know, it's an issue uh, close to my heart, which is probably why I'm playing the devil role on the shoulder today because I'm kind of in a bad mood. <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, that the, the, we were sort of debating the wording came on about, about the NDP said basically mental health will be a full part of and kind of. If, you know, if you interpret that sentence as it's meant right there, it's that simple. It's now part of OHIP. Your mental health is paid for. I don't feel that that's what the Greens are saying quite. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely positive having a little the detail that that's entirely what the NTB mean either. I think it's within OHIP with some limits. Um, but I feel like the limits are somewhat more here. Um, in that, you know, they're, they're saying some great things, but basically, they're not talking about uni- universal mental care, basically. Uh, they're not talking about that. They're saying we'll expand access, we'll expand the amount of money we're putting into it, we'll take HST off it. Well, you know, frankly, taking HST off a $200 bill doesn't help that much, um, uh, and we'll expand access to people on DSP. Well, those are nice things. I don't see that as universal mental health care that I'm looking for, where you can you have a GP and you can have a therapist. End of story. Whenever you need one, just what we should be working towards. Mental health care is healthcare.
1: I would say this. Uh, I, I, interesting. Uh, before we go to break, I, I do want to say like when they talk about uh, mental health in their platform, the Greens do a bold bold choice of associating housing uh, and your economic well being with your mental health. Um, part of their mental health plan is to create more affordable housing. Uh, for for people, and the other thing is they'll want to bring in a universal basic income, which I thought interesting where they where they decide to emphasize those two aspects because you know we've had people on here who've discussed who've explained economic precar- you know uh, precarious, uh uncertainty of your of your housing situation it's it brutal for your mental well being um, and it tends to exacerbate the issues there. Um, so I thought that was a, that was an interesting and a bold choice, and I, I want I do want to applaud the Green Party for uh, for for making that connection, that distinction. On that note, we're going to take a break, uh, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to let Roland just uh, crap all over this uh, <laughs> this thing for the next half hour. Just kidding, just kidding, just um, kidding. <laughs> yeah, Okay. And we're back. Um, so this, so the first half we we talked about what we liked about the Green Party platform. And you know there's only three things mental health, affordable housing, and climate change. And here's where it gets bad. That's it, people. Those are the only three things we found about anything in the platform. That they have very long detailed documents on each of those topics. That's it. Um I'm finding it amazing that a party that wants to govern for the entire province, there's absolutely nothing on education. I, I, I we have I've all over that website. And I cannot find a current document for 2022 on what they will do to address the education system here in Ontario. Um, very, very ba- bad, just bad showing. Uh, outside of mental health, there's nothing on healthcare. There's nothing, I didn't see anything to address the shortage of nursing, the overworked doctors from COVID. Um, there, there's nothing on that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the backlogs in wait times for uh, surgeries and, and, and treatments and whatnot. That because of COVID, there's no talk about how we're going to just really tackle that. Uh, there's no plans on addressing COVID nineteen recovery for small businesses. Uh, I've, I haven't seen anything. I, I know that talking with Mike Schreiner, he did mention like he worked on how to how to work bring it forward. And there's a bit of searching around the website. There is a piece on helping out, but in terms of a you know a sixty page document on how to help that out, no, I didn't see anything like that. And there's nothing on labor. There's nothing on enshrining labor rights or helping uh, employees navigate uh, COVID-19 uh, related illnesses coming back. Uh, I, I just find that on, uh, may, maybe they are maybe they're buried somewhere in the website, but underneath a plan heading on your website, yeah, it, like, why would you not have stuff on that? Like it boggles my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I'm just looking at, at a media day actually. That today, AM McShriner will continue his leaders tour and launch the Ontario Greens' platform, the North. Well, so I guess that means that he launched the northern part of the platform today, but it's not on the website. And our understanding was that the Greens had launched it for this, and not that they'd only launched parts of. It. Um, I think maybe they've only launched parts of it, and we're not seeing the whole thing. But again, you know, it's very confusing. It's a, it's a campaign. <laughs> why,
1: why do we not have everything out there? That, I, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean,
0: I guess they need to have something to do every day. But I don't understand why they just don't... You know what? This is... And I'm I'm going to give credit where it's due to Dave Messlin again, which is quite often. Party platforms should be printed out or whatever at the cost of in government, put in the mail to every person, every household has these documents in their hands day one of the election with everything that these guys say they're going to do. The fact is no one reads the platform. Like a few geeks like us do. And, And to be honest... Previous elections, I haven't read them. Um, I've gone on whatever I hear on the news, just like everybody else does. I mean, I may, I have read them on and off, I have the parts of them, but reality is we don't pay a lot of attention to the actual things that people say they're gonna do. And then we complain when they don't do them. It's like, well, were you paying attention so, we have this crazy situation where, where parties will delay their platforms to incredible. I mean, I think we had it, didn't we have it in the federal campaign? I don't know if it was the yeah. last election or the one before, where like the platform came out two days before Election Day or something like that. I think it It's like, you know, we're meant to be judging you on what you're. Saying you will do over the next four years, and you're not even telling us. It's a crazy state of affairs. That's a general point, not about the Greens. I think they just need a better web designer. I'm sorry, it looks nice, but it's a pain in the ass to find it on your website. It's just really made my last three hours kind of more painful than they needed
1: to I be. Mean, I, I thought I thought I found. Oh, I thought I found a comprehensive 103-page document on their on their. I thought we'd have to read just redo the, our entire episode here, Roland. But now I realised nope, this is still from 2018.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've now downloaded the 2018 platform three times. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it's like know, every time, like no, no, that's
1: 2018. <laughs> like, I, yeah, like
0: we need. I mean, we're, we're this is not really a, at this point. We're just bitching about the irritations, but these things are important. When it's when when you make it this hard for people to know what you're planning to do, you know, you're yeah, expecting but... people to vote for you. I mean, I, I know you, these guys have a fraction of the budget of other parties, certainly a fraction of the bu- budget. Of um, they have a tiny staff, if the staff, I don't
1: know how many. Yeah, but they've also had four years to develop a, a platform. And that's the thing, like, I, you know, their, their website is still woefully out of date because I was looking at, oh, they have something here on education. And it has continue to reduce kindergarten class size beyond 2018 to 2019 through a systemic and sustained application of class size caps that bring kindergarten class sizes in line with them. Like this, like the something you do have on the website is from 2018, um, not not I'll, 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 you you cannot run to be the the governing party of this province, and it, I, I say you can expect one because the last election last this current government didn't have a platform in the last election, but you know i, I want one I want to know what you're gonna do um I want to see where your priorities are. The sad thing is the plan that they did put out, the documents that they they they're good they're really really good i that's what I want to see. It's like wow, this is really well thought out and comprehensive policy where's the where are the where's the sixty page document on fixing education where's the you know the fifty page document on how you're going to address the the health care the long term care issue in this province I don't see it and I understand that you know part of their climate change they want to invest in green jobs and, and green technology and all that and they're going to talk about re, helping to retrain the workforce that's all well and good and we need that we need green manufacturing jobs creating solar panels and batteries and and all that, all that stuff green and what have you but what about the restaurants and the uh you know the the, the boutiques on main street that are you know they're talking about restaurants are not going to they will not be thriving again for another 5 to 7 years how what, are are we just are we willing to let write them off as a casualty of covid after the fact uh, if you uh, are you know, uh, uh, fine, but let us know that. Don't 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 hide behind silence or the fact that we just haven't really Well, we haven't gotten around to releasing that you know that thirty page document yet. That's coming next week. Bullshit. The election's here. We should be able to. People are asking questions, and they're not going to come back to you a second time. Put it out there. Stand by it. If you don't if you don't believe it now, why are you going to believe it next week? Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think overall your your reaction to the platform as a whole was more positive than mine, and I I felt. That there's some nice words and a whole lot of not much detail. a I mean, good words, but without the kind of bones or meat on the bones of how things will be done. I felt there was too much scope for saying, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? How are you going to pay for it? Now, God knows, I'm sick and tired of the kind of politics which is like, how are we going to pay for it? Are we going to have more tax? And like, no. If we're dealing with a climate emergency, then probably things are going to be expensive. And I think we have to get our heads around that. The fact that we've not dealt with the climate crisis for the last 50 years means that the, the, the cost that we're going to face is going to be exponentially yeah. more. I'm totally on board with that. I, I just felt, you know, much as these are long documents already, there was space for, for for more meat and the bones for for instance in the mental health section. In the, in the housing part, you know, one of the big announcements in the housing platform is, you know, uh, we're going to build 100,000 uh, houses over over 10 years. It's like, that's not your hundred thousand houses. Those are the hundred thousand houses that the federal government's uh, national housing right. strategy is going to build. You can't claim those as that's not your policy. You know? Well, you can say on, we're going to do that with the federal government. Well, the, all the parties are going to do that
1: with the federal government. You don't really have a choice. On, on that, <laughs> so that, on that note, a lot of like, a <laughs> lot of their when you go into the funding, I, I say like how you pay for it. When you go into the funding of it, a lot of it is dependent on the federal government forking over the money. Um, right now it looks like the federal government is sticking there for a long, for the next four years. Like the the liberal NDP plan, uh, agreement in Ottawa seems to be holding true. If that changes though, you know, in year three, if the NDP say, no, we don't think the liberals held true the word, we're calling, we're voting for an election with the, the conservatives. Um, you know, the green party is, you know, it's borrowing a pun up shit Creek without a paddle and a lot and a lot of their promises, uh. It's I I I always thought like you know if you can ha- ask for help and help is nice but you're dependent on the feds for for money and here's the thing what if the feds say no we we're putting we're putting conditions on that you don't get that money just willy nilly you get those you spend it how we want to spend it on the things that we want to see spent on and you don't get the you know if if the your, if the green party's vision with the liberal government doesn't line up that might be a problem and. No, I, i think i think i i think it's an I, it's it's not a it's not a bad plan but i think i think it's an achilles heel in their plan that uh people should be aware of and i hope that yeah, they and, are and
0: now. They're, they're probably not the first not the only one to kind of make that mistake but yeah yeah and the, there is the cornerstone of the housing strategy is the israel government' strategy. um uh, that they also say to be fair to them that they're saying end chronic homelessness sixty thousand supportive housing actually on on that, on basically subsidised housing, which is currently municipal mm-hmm. regional responsibility, they're talking mm-hmm. about uploading the costs of of that housing to the province. And actually, I think that's a, that's a good thing. I, I, I don't think Halton Region, for instance, is a particularly good level of government to be housing uh, to to be dealing with subsidised housing and the poorest and most vulnerable vulnerable society. They do a very good job there. It's Just not a priority for it never seems to be a priority. Um, well, I was just, so just I wanted
1: just. On that note, I won't not the, the socialized housing bit, but the pro, the federal promise to build uh, the hundred thousand rental units. Um, here's something that needs to be taken into fact. And you and I are, are are former liberals, born again neutral. <laughs> uh, this government doesn't have the federal government does not have a strong track of following through on its. Um, I I invite you, I invite anyone to ask uh, the First Nations of this uh, fine land how how the promise of ending boil water advisories has gone for them and well enough said um so I, I, you know we're coming up on, on 40 minutes uh I, I i've said that all i can say on the green party platform i guess i would sum it up as it's ambitious it's bold i like what i've read so far uh but there are the i think some of the issues that are closer to uh, to me on the ground it's not quite there yet a lot of this again is pie in the pie in the sky really like high altitude problem solving which you do big pictures problem solving but there seems to be a lack of kind of on the ground as a as a family as a as a father and a and a, and a family man there are things there that i'm like i i need to know what you're going to do on you know for my kids school like it, it, and I, it's I, important it, to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and if it is on the way, then why is it on the way? why didn't not yet? We're trying to find out and pay attention and communicate that stuff to an audience. Kind of what we're here to do. I mean, yeah, I'm going to finish off with a couple of positives. Uh, one thing that I criticised P platform was was the amount of time they spent being rude about the liberals and um, Green platform hardly Mends the other parties at all. Um, and good on you I don't care about what you think I care about what you're planning to do so, so good on them for that uh, yeah I mean and there's, there's certainly there are good ideas in here I, I share the overall my overall feeling of despite how long some of these documents are that there's a lack of detail about when you know and a use of kind of unclear language around what's basically you know new taxes to pay for something. just be honest you know you're the Green Party, you're going to do green things, you're going to put taxes on things that aren't green. That's fine. We understand. Um, I don't think I'm going to turn anybody off. Uh, you might win a few votes. For, um, and I'm not saying they're not being honest, I'm just saying that use, use clearing that you can. Um, and perhaps the most honest thing the, green, the Greens could have done overall is talk about you know, how we, how we can get... You know, if, you, if you took all the green ink out of this document and made it orange or red, I don't think there was anything that would particularly leap out at me as not being perfect, perfectly acceptable within an NDP or liberal platform.
1: Yep. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. yeah.
0: Doesn't, the ink color doesn't matter. I could get behind this platform if I was a volunteer. I could get behind the NDP one. Um, the few, there's a few things I've raised eyebrows at. It's like, oh, well, I think I, think I know which union put that line in. Right. Uh, with the, And I'm sure when it comes to liberals, I'll be like, yeah, I know where that's coming from. But not much, not much. you said this was a liberal platform, I'd buy it. If you said it was an NDP, I'd buy it. Why the frig are we going through this <laughs> process? Well, we're going to have, by all evidence suggests, we're going to have a second-majority PC government elected by well under half of the population because you three different colors of progressive can't get your stuff together. You know what? It's, it's-
1: I I, th- I think that's, that's a good cliffhanger to leave this episode on because next week we'll take a look at the liberal plan, uh, which was, I believe, released today. We'll take a look at that next week and bring our analysis of that to you. And I'm not going to suspect that we're going to, exactly what you just said, I'm like, people can say it, I'm nodding my head too. I think we're going to say like, the core tenants, like the core, like the the principles of the issues, the, where you, where they view the priorities are all going to be similar. It's the devil's in the details, right? They want to, you know, tax, you know, want to raise taxes this much and they want to fund things at a different level. Like that's the nitty gritty, nitpicky stuff that you can, you can negotiate around. But like the core tenants, are like, no, we need to fund climate change. We need to go to EV technology on the roads. Like these core fundamental things are all there. I, th- I, th- I don't want to spoil it, but I, I'm going to suspect you and I are just going to be banging our heads against the wall saying like, why, why is there no formal agreement? The three parties suggest let's cooperate and push this stuff. through." Um, it, it, you it's, know what?
0: But it's heresy. I mean, yeah, let's end it right at that point, but I'll just, because as is my want, I can't shut up. It's, that was your cue, we, Roland. That was your cue. I know, I know. I'm sorry, Joel. I just messed up your, your fantastically well-crafted. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of mood I'm in for messing. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it we know you know, good, good friends within multi- – well, I probably have good friends, I can say, within all three of the progressive parties. Some of them were previously in other parties, now in other parties, whatever. I don't care. And the heresy within all of them is to say, you know what, we're basically the same thing, right? Because, you know, yeah. if you're an NDPer, it's like, oh, you know, the liberals are just as bad as the conservatives. And yeah. the liberals are like, well, you know, the NDP are all in the pockets of the unions. And the Greens are like, well, I- and it's horseshit. No one except for party members and the party high-ups gives the remotest crap about any of we're, this we're stuff.
1: Gonna be ta- we're, but, yeah. we're just going to be talking about this at the end of the election. This this will be a, they're foreshadowing our election night uh, analysis. But anyways, yeah. that's it for now. Ne- tune in uh, next week. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, Stephen Del Duca's plan for Ontario. All right, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs>